0: What is up, flock and friends? It is I, Rob Chapel, your host, and this is another edition of Talking Flock, your full Mingo podcast. Thanks for joining us tonight, and thank you also to Grant Peters for being here. How are you doing, Grant?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm uh, I'm doing wonderful. And uh, uh, before we get into anything, we got a, we got a nice big win to talk about. We got some other news to talk about. Um, but before we do that, uh, wherever you're listening to this give us a rating and a review and a subscription and a follow and whatever it is in that, whatever app you're using helps more people find us and, and more soccer nerds nerd out with us. Um, Before we get into the soccer thing, always a good thing. Uh, Before we get into the football, uh, I want to, I want to appeal to uh, the, the community uh, goodwill of the Ford Madison fan base. Um, Most of, you know, Probably most of you know, my day job is I'm an executive editor and one of the co-founders of Madison 365, which is a nonprofit, um, community focused, local, independent media outlet that does real live professional journalism um, focused on black, Latino, Asian American, and indigenous communities in Madison and around the state. Um, it is a community focused uh News Outlet, which means it requires the support of the community uh, we are having. We, we just celebrated our eighth anniversary a couple of days ago on Sunday.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thank you. Uh, and um, we uh, uh, so we're having our midsummer membership drive, which means right now you can become a supporter of the journalism we do, and every time you see a Madison 365 story or hear a podcast from Madison 365, float through your feed, um, you can think, oh, I, I help do that. Um, also, the other reason I'm mentioning it here is that for Madison has been very nice to us and is giving us tickets to give you. If you join mm-hmm. our membership program, it's called The Fam, Is our membership program. If you go to madison365.org slash The Fam and join at $10 a month or more, uh, they got two tickets for you for an upcoming whatever home game you want to pick. So thank you to the, for Madison for that. We also have, or if you don't, if you're already a season ticket holder, you can also get free groceries at wills, your co-op. That's the other option. So you are all community focused. This club is community focused. You know the importance of community journalism. Um, I will mention uh, we, we've covered this club since the beginning because uh, as executive editor, I assigned myself the soccer beat because I'm a big soccer nerd, but also <laughs> understanding soccer is an international sport. And this club has been very intentional yeah. Yeah. about reaching that diverse audience. So I've done I did all the stories about La about 608, about Featherstone Flamingos. Um, I think I'm pretty sure I just checked this today, December 12th, 2018. I think I was the first journalist to refer to this club as the Flamingos in the headline. Really, flamingos snag. See now, if you would have had snag.
1: Mitch Merman on, he could confirm that right now.
0: He probably could, uh, <laughs> but uh, it was that when when they signed uh, when they signed Josiel Nunez. I put I, I, I remember thinking about. It, I was like, should I call them flamingos? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. That's I think thing. that's gonna catch on. That's a thing. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for indulging me in that, Grant. Um uh, Madison dot do that, Rob. Slash, Yeah.
1: Because it's like, like we, like Andrew and I always say, I mean, we're just fans that act like journalists. You're an actual journalist. And so it's just, you know, Don't tell so it this is, this is, yeah, this is, uh, this is your livelihood. So it's important that, you know, people are supporting like, and we talk about this all the time about the importance mm-hmm. of local journalism. I mean, just like how people have been gracious in their support of new dog zine and everything right. we've been doing, mm-hmm. um, you need to come out and support, uh, Madison 365
0: too. So. Thank you. Madison365.org slash the fam. Okay, enough of that. Uh, a couple of news notes uh, from the league. First of all, we learned um, after I talked with Conor Colloy about promotion and relegation and how they would vote uh, that they're not actually going to have a vote. Uh, sounds yeah. like uh, Jeff Reiter, yeah. uh, who originally broke the story that they were going to have a vote, now reports that they probably won't, but kick it back to the winter meetings, which is uh, the same, literally the same thing that happened two years ago. They talked. They were going to talk about it in the midsummer meetings in 2021. Kicked it to the winter meetings. Nothing ever happened with it. Um, so
1: I got a feeling the conversation is going to go in the same in the winter meetings too.
0: So, probably. <laughs> I, I wonder <laughs> if it's the kind of the league wants it to happen, but they can't quite get enough owners on board.
1: I think I, you know, and I, and I think if there's anything around the story, um, it's that there are people that do want it to happen that have mm-hmm. power and that have enough power and influence for it to become a story. And so if there is a story, I think that's the story is that it's picking up steam. Um, I think that that's, you know, potentially a good thing because I think as you know, I was on the last time I was on, we talked about pro rel and I, I said, if that's going to happen, then a lot of things need to change, um, in terms yep. of like, you know, um, you know, league rules and regulations and things like that. So, um, if this buys more time to figure that out and so that when you do it, you actually do it right. Yeah. Um, because you know, it seems like inexorably we are heading towards this and that this will, ha- cause it's, you know, it's picking up more and more steam. as I just <clears throat> said, with more and more people. And so I think it eventually will get there. I just hope that when, when it is there, um, they do it right. And it's, yeah. it's done correctly because it's not as simple as I think a lot of people want, think it is. So,
0: no, it's certainly not simple. You, you, talk, you start talking specifics with an owner, with a guy like Connor, for right. two minutes, you realize exactly. how very, very complicated it actually is. Um, but like you say, I think, I think USL, with, with MLS and USL basically having no formal re- relationship anymore, no, no affiliations. Right. And MLS just coming into USL cities like San Diego, like Sacramento. Yep. Um, Charlotte. Vegas, Charlotte. Yep. Um, Austin. Austin. Um, that clearly MLS doesn't care about USL, so USL yeah. had, feels the need to do something to differentiate itself while simultaneously um, trying to leverage the World Cup being here in a couple of years, like they want to do something big and splashy and ProRail is kind of the most obvious thing that they can
1: splashy. Yeah, I mean.
0: So yeah. we'll see if that happens. Related, another piece of news, North Carolina Football Club, formerly the Hawks. Um, who just self-relegated year before last, right? It's only been uh, two years.
1: 2021, I think, is the first year. They, so is this yeah. their
0: third season? Yes. Yeah,
1: this would be their third season. season, yeah.
0: In USL League One, and their final season in USL League One. They announced Monday that they are going back up. Um, now, to me, my first reaction is, oh, whatever. Uh, okay, fine. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, if they win they the usl league one champions or second place they could in their own minds pretend that they got promoted which is why we all must band together to make sure that doesn't happen <laughs> we must make sure that north carolina flames right. doesn't even make the playoffs so that everybody's clear well, they're just buying their way back up
1: yeah i mean because that's the funniest thing about it is because <laughs> you know they relegated themselves back in 2021 right. because they weren't they weren't drawing enough i mean they weren't they, they were getting hammered not. I mean, they were getting hammered in the championship, and so they were just like, "Okay, we're going to go down to USL uh, One and see what happens." And then they've been, you know, pretty middling, you know, for well, the last two years. You know, and so
0: they're currently they're seventh in League One in fan and attendance. So
1: I don't, you know, and I don't really know what they're expecting to happen.
0: Or what's going to be up. different or better going back up? What's the?
1: I mean, I I think they did have decent fan support, and I you know. Sure. Be, the the day, I
0: mean, there was a moment when they were headed toward MOS, right?
1: Yeah. Like uh, so, yeah,
0: seven, eight years ago.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, you know, and we've become good friends with a lot of the people down there. Um, you know, they're part of the dead whales and, um, <laughs> and everything. And so, and they're great people. And I think um, the feeling is that like some of those people um, kind of went away when they went down. And so by, i think they're hoping that when they, if they go back up they're going to get back some of those people but i don't know i don't know I, 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 feel I, like, I, I feel like the, i feel like the my lead... reaction was more like yours it's like whatever dude whatever like, Come yeah, on. yeah. Like,
0: Come I, on. I feel like i feel like the the um uh if you hear background noise that's uh my youngest child and the cat this is what grant was laughing at uh, <laughs> so uh but but I, I feel like the the issue here is um you can't uh, inst- institute promotional relegation with an inverted pyramid. No. Like the, the, no. the bottom league that has to grow and become at least as large or a, as lar- larger than the top league. So you can't keep taking teams away from League One. So I feel like the league, I feel like USL should have written in some sort of minimum, like you want to self-relegate, it's going to be for five years. Yeah. Or, or else self-relegation will become a temporary one-year solution to save some money.
1: Which
0: yeah. you
1: know, and I and I think that you know, to your point, by not doing that, what you're doing is you're you're just further making this league um, unstable. And right. you know, you're making USL and USL one unstable. I mean, yeah, we, said we have never for the league. I mean, it's it's if it's doing
0: we've never had the same collection of teams yet. Right. Which, which which i shouldn't it's not a i shouldn't complain that we welcome knoxville and lexington this year but like it's just it's just there's two more teams coming next year spokane yeah. and santa barbara and but then we're losing north carolina so it's just and so when's how is this league going to grow other than when promotion relegation happens they're going to chop off the bottom six or eight clubs from championship and drop them into our league and and see what happens i don't know
1: now i will say in terms of road trips trading north carolina for santa barbara That's a good trade.
0: That's not a bad trade.
1: That's a solid trade. I mean, so, um, I didn't, I I think we definitely won on that one. So,
0: yes. Yeah. And one, one fewer team in the Southeast is probably fine. Yeah. That's fine. fine. (laughs) All right. Enough of that. So, um, we are, uh, uh, did you get up early and watch the women's national team?
1: Um, so I was in the twin cities this weekend. Um, visiting some friends up there and, I had gone to bed. I was at at a uh, garden party on Saturday night and then stayed up a little bit later. Um, So I went to bed and then woke up just for whatever reason around 5.30ish Okay. um, and decided that I was just going to, now that since I was up, I was just going to watch the rest of the game. So yeah. So I I did Did get to see about from the 75th minute on. So
0: So the worst part uh, of it, really. Yeah,
1: pretty much. (laughs) So uh, it was, you know. Somewhat upset that I stayed up instead of trying to fall back asleep, but
0: yeah, no, I actually proactively like got up to watch it, and, and, play, was and, and watch it was very pleased. I was very happy in the first half because at least they were playing better. They still, still weren't terribly con- cohesive. Still didn't have a lot right. of movement off the ball, um, but at least individually there was more effort than we saw in the previous in the group stage matches. Yeah, um, and it was a little bit unlucky at the end. I still don't understand. He this guy likes substitutes even less than Glazer does which is yeah. astounding right right <laughs> uh and it was just a completely well, mismanaged and 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 f- this was
1: something f- I had f- said going into the the this tournament is that um I felt as though the injuries both up front and in the midfield were really going to affect this club and, uh, and uh, not to mention the
0: suspension of Roseville a right definite impact on that match
1: yeah not having rose in in that game really you know that that was that hurt mm-hmm. and so I think all those things put together and on top of this, um, this was something I actually talked about this weekend with some friends, the rest of the world's caught up, you know? Um, it's, it's much like how in 1992, when you saw the dream team and the world was fascinated by what those guys (laughs) were doing, um, you've seen how the world took to that, where you look at the NBA now and the best players in the NBA, they're not all from America, Giannis right. is not from America. Embiid's right. not from America. Luca is not from America. You know, you go down the line mm-hmm. it's a lot, you know, Djokic is not from America. And so the rest of the world is caught up. Um, which and, is and that, a good thing and a bad thing, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. And the bad thing right. is is that we're not gonna dominate World Cups like we have in the past. And but um, we still
0: ought to be able to compete more than we did this time
1: yes uh, and I, I would agree i would agree with that
0: as well and and uh, uh you know what's interesting is you can talk about the dream team and then you had the 2004 where they performed very badly in the olympics and then yep. the redeemed team in 2008 so my question do you think the redeemed team for this women's national team is that the olympics next summer or is that world cup four years next world
1: cup, next world cup. Four more years i mean i think that you know if you look at the world cup squad too is yeah, there's a lot of young there's a lot of young kids out there running around. Same oh, thing yeah. with the with the men's U.S. squad that we ran out. Yep, um, that's true. Is that I think it's it's building for the next
0: um, for the next cycle. Yep, yep. And, and so, I, I talked about this when when um, when Kelly was on. When I went to the San Diego Wave match right before the World Cup, uh, and I am very pleased and, and happy that everybody's so upset about the women's losing because yeah. there was a time not long ago, 2011. When they w- lost in the semifinal, the attitude was, "Oh, it's okay, girls. Hello. You tried hard. Good job." And now yeah. it's like, "How dare you disappoint yeah. us? <laughs> Fire the coach!" But you know, and it's like everybody's genuinely angry and chagrined, and like we're, we're treating women as if they're real professional athletes now. Finally,
1: thank you. How about that? What a concept, right? Right. I mean, right. and that's and that's actually something that we talked about in you know the last episode of uh, New Dog Magazine with Cheney, mm-hmm. is that it's one of those things that we always have to remind ourselves here as Ford Ford Madison fans is, Hey, at least we have a local to complain about.
0: <laughs> right. You know?
1: I mean, you know, it's like, there's a, there's a lot of places that, that, you know, that don't have that luxury or have lost that luxury. I mean, we had a lot of good friends in Lansing that had a really good thing working and they, you know, they don't have a team to complain about anymore. And so, um, that's, that's, that's one of those great things. That I think that, you know, you kind of take for granted is the fact that, yeah, we, we get this and that we get to, you know, dudes. You know, a couple of soccer dorks like you and me get to come on and you know yeah. and, and talk soccer for for all these people that want to listen to us talk soccer, <laughs> and so uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a good thing. You know, say it's, it's a it's a good thing to have. So
0: took took forty five years of my life to get here, and here we are. Here we um, are. And uh, but let's uh, let's do that. Let's talk soccer. Let's talk about this Richmond match. Which happy results for us. Um, what were your um, before we get into the details here? What are your overall impressions of this uh, of this match and this result?
1: Um, very impressed overall. Um, you know, we'll get to Timmy's handball, <laughs> which is still in the most hilarious place. What are you doing? <laughs> Every I can't, I will lose it when we talk about it. It's just we'll, we'll, get to it. We'll, get we'll get to it, we'll get to it. Uh, but uh, no, other than that, I thought we dominated that match. I mean, I really did. I mean, just you know, the pressure, the, the pressure on the ball. Um, in transition was amazing and how yeah. we were just forcing them into errors. Um the way we were dribbling out of um dribbling out of danger mm-hmm. and just the control on the ball. Um yeah, I thought we played great. I really did.
0: And you know, um, I put this at the end of the notes, but but I know that you mentioned that um you watching that match, you would not expect the statistics to come out the way they did. Because right. Richmond Richmond had sixty percent of the possession.
1: Yeah, and Andrew Andrew posted that, like that to our group chat yesterday, and we were just yeah. like, "This is."
0: But but because, as you said, the the pressure on the ball and the 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 basically the defense we played outside of our own defensive third, right? We were playing really good defense right. in the midfield. They weren't able to do very much with that sixty percent of possession. The 60 percent right. of the possession was either bouncing around, trying to regain possession, or laterally back and forth. Yeah. They weren't really able to do very. They did no. create some chances. I mean, Terzaghi had a couple of shots, which he's always going to have. But for the most part, they couldn't do very much with the possession they had.
1: Right. I mean, and outside of the couple of chances that Terzaghi had, which, as you mentioned, he's always going to have, right. um, they really didn't have anything. I mean, no. that that's that that was it. I mean, and so, um, I you know, and considering that you know, Mitch was, he was, you know, he was he. Was on the bench this game along with yep. Cheney, and yep. you know you had uh, the back line. I thought did a great job, and they did.
0: They did. Let's let's mention that though. Um, I I didn't ask the club, but I'm assuming there's there wasn't really an injury. It was because Osmond and Cheney were both available, and Cheney came in for 30 minutes. Yeah, this is three games in seven days, so yeah, we're gonna rest guys. Yeah. Maybe yeah. guys that have a knock or don't or whatever, but who could would start uh, in any other situation. But I thought Sam Brotherton did a very nice job. Probably his best game of the season.
1: Yeah. Well, without player. without question. Yeah. Certainly his, I mean, still made, you know, he still made a couple of mistakes that, you know, the one was I think he played the ball wrong on Terzaghi and and you yeah. know and and, and Barron made a great save. But you know, other than that, yeah. I thought I thought Sam Sam played really well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eighty four percent passing accuracy from him, um, which is which is great from a center back. Um right. But uh, – and and also, reminder, Matt Glazer was not there. I don't know if he was texting with JP and Neil about (laughs) what to do or whatever, but he He was –
1: Yeah, they had the the Google Glass on, and he was communicating (laughs) with the glasses, you know, and so
0: He did – he was uh, – You know,
1: uh, Kaleo just put that in the budget, you know, because uh, we're we're raking it in now so they can afford – Things yeah,
0: they definitely can afford Google Glass VR to get Blazer. VAR
1: VR, <laughs> and breeze is next, <laughs> <It's so funny.
0: laughs> right? Um, uh, but you, you mentioned um, uh, the, the the first. Uh, I mean, Madison really did start on the front foot. Um, but the first real chance came for um, uh, for, for Richmond when they had a. a <clears throat> like we had we had our line was a little bit high as it tends to be sometimes, yep. and uh, very nicely timed and waited through ball got to Chizagi um and but he put a shot wide left um you know he doesn't miss those a lot but but he also he's a poacher right like he's yep. he's a he, he scores a lot of tap-ins because he's always in the right spot so like it, it, it was a, it was a tough angle it was from a little bit of distance because the defense was closing down so he gave a little credit to the guys for that but but El also was a little bit lucky um but we started really getting on the front foot um Shortly thereafter, we had a big chance um, in the 23rd minute. Uh, yep. with Onan just – Jaden Onan, let's say had him had – Amazing whole was, game. He was um, – he had a motor and was just such pace um, yeah. the, entire, the entire match. Um, it's kind of funny. Eric Connerty came in for him late in the match. Yeah. And, and you know, Eric Connerty is no slouch. He's a good athlete. But, like, you could see – like. The difference in pace between those two yeah. guys. Say that. Aiden, Jaden is just,
1: um, yeah. When Jaden is on, there's a there's just a different quality about him that mm-hmm. you can just it's it's just just, so it's, pal- it's palpable. I mean, you can see it just you know it's it's everywhere. And so, um, I I think that this was one of those games where he was just, you know, he, he was just everywhere. You know, on both sides of the defense. pitch too. I mean, he was he yeah. was making big. Yeah, he was everywhere. Pass. He runs he
0: up the right, up the left. Um, he he got a couple. Of, he got the the very nice crossing into Gebhardt in the twenty third minute, and who wound up and and had the shot blocked, and then yeah, uh, I think cello yeah. put it. or No, no, it was Bartman put it up over
1: Bartman put it wide. Yep, yep. Put it over. Um, yep. um,
0: but uh, but he Bartman did not uh, miss the the next chance he got in the thirty fifth minute. Um. Uh, this is a, and, and J- this is Jade Onan uh, again right here. Uh, Richmond starts with a throw in. They play back all the way to Akira Fitzgerald, He gets it out to Dakota Barnathan, and again they're they're just kind of slowly trying to build out of the back because because you know that's what they do. And I'm not sure exactly what Onan saw. We just we talked with Nazim. We'll, we'll, you'll get the whole um, the whole interview with Nazim Bartman on Wednesday. But um, this was a a conscious decision to try to press their back line a little bit. Yeah. Maybe not every every moment, but like to choose moments and and press. And Jaden did that. And I'm not sure exactly what he saw, but um, Barnathan played across to Nathan uh, Aoni and um, and Oni just like a bat out of hell just like went, I'm going to go get this ball. Yeah, he did. he just squared up with him. Oni. Uh, Oni tried to play it past him, and uh, Onan popped it up and gained, gained possession. Yeah, and then and, uh, and then Bartman was standing there in the middle of the field with you know, waving his arms. And I uh, think the
1: best thing—the best thing about the cross that came in though—was mm-hmm. because it's a beautiful ball from Jaden that yes. came in. My favorite part about that though was the dummy from the dummy yeah. header from from Moro. Um, yes plays it perfectly and just the you know i don't know if he saw nazim or felt nazim or heard nazim um knowing nazim he probably heard him and mm-hmm. so he uh he just he goes up and he's got that huge frame you know and i think anytime he jumps someone's gonna jump with him right because yeah. you have to because yep. he's, he's a weapon in the air and so the guy the defender jumps with him and he just ducks his head and lets the ball go past him, and it lands directly on onto Zemo's foot. Well,
0: and and, and I mean, in, in, doing that, in doing that, in doing that dummy, he's got his back to the goal, right? Yeah. And in 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 doing that dummy, where he's like he's acting like he's going to try to head it, um, he basically boxed out the defender, like he yeah. just took the defender completely out okay. of the play. Like the, yeah. the defender had nothing to say about anything because Morrow had just just boxed him out, right? Yeah, Which is really, and, and that's that's what I love about this goal, and and um, and the next one too. We'll talk about, but this is great individual effort by Onan and Bartman, but ultimately it was a great team goal, right? Because yeah, even though Morrow never even touched the ball, he was intimately involved in the creation of this goal. So, like you say, the ball comes straight to Nazim's foot, and then he bundles it in, and he's got who was it that was um Michael Hornsby was yeah. on top of him, basically taking yeah. him down. And he just
1: and that's that's the, the you know, that's the coolest thing, and we talked to Zemo about it too. Um, I love these kind of goals. Like they're not the yeah. prettiest kinds of goals, oh, they're great. but you know the, the goals that you get where you just kind of gut out out of effort are yeah. usually those are the kind of goals that win you that win you tight games, like and yeah. and that those are the type of game the goals you get that win you a championship, Yep. Because you know we've seen that in years past where the same type of play and the ball will just go inches wide or the goalie makes the save or you know whatever. Mm -hmm. So to may have that play and to just, you know, essentially by a force of will, you put the ball in. (laughs) um, That's, that's a great thing. I think that that bodes well. And those are the types of goals that just are oftentimes kind of more memorable than some of the bangers, but um, that you put in because they just, they can, they lead to more goals. So,
0: yeah. And uh, uh, just in case anybody's wondering, we did talk with Nazim, and you'll hear it tomorrow or Wednesday or whenever you listen to this, Um, uh, but he did, get a bit of a knock on that play he 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 saw it was his wrist it wasn't it looked like he was his ribs or something but it was actually his wrist and he's fine now so it's all good spoiler alert for the next episode <laughs> for the yeah. next episode.
1: well you know and, and i had to ask him when you know in the episode because yeah. i i think i did see what happened so i wanted to see see if he actually knew what happened but yeah he gives the he gives the response i figured he would
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so we go into halftime one nil, which is a great place to be. Um, it, it uh, as as always the case. We want additional cushion, right, so that we can. So those of us with with heart trouble can can stay healthy and relaxed. Um, <laughs> um, we have to have to mention Burns save right after the hour mark.
1: Man. Uh, another
0: one, another one. This is the second this season where the ball has is past him, and somehow he saves it. Yeah, like yeah. I I don't understand exactly how it works, but but this it, is just after the hour mark. Uh, it's a good build. I, up for I do have
1: to tell you though, I texted Bernd about yeah. that. Yeah, and about that, and just kind of asked him about it. And in typical Bernd fashion, he goes, "Oh yeah, that was a good one."
0: <laughs> that's, that's, that's all he said. <laughs> yep. Blue, like, yeah, means, it I don't know how the hell it worked either. Yeah,
1: I think that was pretty much the response. I I, I took it. He was just like, "Oh yeah, it, that was a good one."
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know how he yeah. did it either. Yeah, um, <laughs> but if he, but love if, that if, guy. I love that guy. So Highlights. Nice. Yeah, uh, I mean, props to Richmond for creating a good chance because Fitch Fitch gets a ball in the corner. Yeah, and uh, and the cross he put in was had a lot of pace on it. Like
1: uh, it was, as and it was a guy he hit, was, hit it. It's one of those crosses where you're kind of your gut kind of like drops a little bit because it's yeah. so hard and so fast. You're like, unless somebody is gets in the way of this, this is danger.
0: This and is a big danger. And we mentioned Tazagi is a poacher, right? He's, that's he's a danger the, man. So that's the kind of ball he wants, where it's it's low and it's driven and it's right in front of the net and he can get in the right spot and tap it in. And he did get in the right spot and he nutmegged Burned, and Burn somehow got his. Right calf to it as it was going through his legs and then put it out Amazing. and immediately was pumping his fists, which that's the best part. Like, yeah, it was there was nothing cool about it. It, was, it wasn't that calm. He was not like, Oh, yeah, I meant to. He's like, Yeah, you know, yeah, which is great. It's like, it.
1: and I loved his reaction too because it ricochets off of him and you see him like he knows it's past him. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. So he looks right behind, like behind him, exactly. and he sees it going wide and you can see him immediately yep. just fist pump. You know, I'm yep. just like, yeah, that's that's definitely a fist pump worthy moment. So,
0: and that'll be definitely worth a, a save of the week. uh vote yeah, he'll win that. If he'll win can. that. Yeah,
1: much the USL one chagrin,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but uh, you know, ten minutes later or so, y- you could feel a second goal coming. which you never want to. You didn't want to. I didn't, didn't want to jinx it and tweet that. But you could feel it was coming. In the the there were two big chances before the goal, like yep. the seventy first minute. Payne gets across to Cheney, uh, who goes basically clashes with Fitzgerald, almost gets ahead to it. Um 72nd minute Onan gets a ball in behind to Gebhard, who gets saved. Um,
1: I think he I think he was meaning to send that to Chaney. But yeah. like Cheney, oh, yeah, but, yeah. No, doubt. no
0: doubt.
1: Yeah, but he hit it, but he he hit it a little too hot. And yep. uh, you know, Derek just happened to be running behind. Chaney was able to get to it,
0: yep. so. and Cheney would have been in a better position. He was more central, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and and had gotten that cleanly he would have had a really good chance. Um, but but in any case, it was it was a good chance, even though it didn't quite pan out. But and it was one minute after that um, that Jaden got his first goal of the season uh, on another really nice team effort. Right, it starts from a throw in. Um, Several very nice one-touch passes in the tight space, which we've gotten used to from Madison. We've seen that over and over again this season, where they're operating yep. really yep. well in tight spaces yep. and basically looking like a Rondo, uh, making Richmond chase the ball for a little bit. Um, <laughs> finally, ball the ball gets to Cheney. Cheney splits it between two defenders, gets to Gebhardt, and we got to give a chef's kiss uh, emoji to that this turn. turn. Oh. That turn, immaculate. Um, he gets, let's, uh, let's
1: talk about that turn a little bit, yes, I mean, because that thing was that thing was like, as you said, that was chef's kiss because uh-huh. he set because he set the he set him up before the ball came, which was yeah. the best part.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: he set him up by like taking his body left, and the guy bit. And as soon as the ball came in, he he like dipped his left shoulder mm-hmm. and then in, in a moment just turned and then the. Yep like it was over like the guy tried to grab his jersey in the white but and yeah. he couldn't even oh, yeah. do
0: that like yeah he couldn't to, even do that so i don't even remember who that was uh for richmond It was but basically trying to get a yellow card just to not let him go but it couldn't even yeah. get him at that point because yeah. he was so leaning the wrong direction uh and that is so everything you just said is just so instinctual at this point for Derek. Yeah, you know, and it's very sophisticated and very well thought out and very um, but but you could tell it just that's he just let his muscles do what they do yep, and, and made that made that guy look foolish and made himself look very, very nice. Um, and as soon as he made that turn. We had numbers forward, right? We had a bunch of guys like just outside four guys,
1: like in the box.
0: Four guys, like moving into the box as soon as Derek got around. We had four guys moving into the box, and Richmond was re- trying to recover. They were they're scrambling backwards, basically at that point toward their own goal, and they had like six guys in the box. Richmond did, but m- they weren't organized at all. They were no, all just all
1: spread out, up and, yeah. and
0: spread around, and, and nobody was marked on any particular guy. And um, and Derek puts the ball across and. And Arthur, Derek, uh, uh, Wheels, and um, Cheney, and yep. was Morrow in there? Was Morrow in the
1: box? No, I think it was. No, uh, I think it was Zemo at that. Oh point. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was. Yeah. Um, and it, it was. It wasn't quite in a spot where any, any of them could get it, and it just went all the way through. But those three being there had all the attention from the Richmond defenders, who were had no organization, and Onan basically standing by himself at the other side of the box. Yeah, and and. As a young player who hasn't scored yet this season, who just last week clanged a clanged two off the crossbar, including yeah. a penalty off the crossbar, did not lose his composure.
1: No, and I, mean, I, I, I texted him after the game, yeah. and he said that goal was for all the was for all the fans and for missing uh, the goal last, <laughs> the, missing the pen last 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 weekend, and you I told him I'm like water. I told him all is forgiven. Water under the bridge, you know, it, all was you, forgiven
0: you, anyway. But yeah, thank you yeah. for that. I
1: mean, I think he knew that. I think he knew that too. Oh, yeah, Mark, yeah.
0: yeah. but it would have uh, been like it's m- many, many professionals at even at the top tiers would have seen red, got their eyes got big, and they w- feel like you want to hammer that ball, yeah, right. And you end up leaning back, you end up shaking it over, shaking it wide, shaking it right into the goalkeeper, and he just nice, calm, cool, just passed, passed it in. And and he recognized that Fitzgerald knew that Derek could score because when, as soon as Derek made the turn, Derek could have shot. Yep. Right. He was at a good angle. He's, he likes to score from, uh, Derek likes to shoot from an angle like that. So Fitzgerald had to come all the way over to cover the near post. So by the time the ball got to Jaden, Akira was had made it only halfway back across the goal. So yeah, all
1: he had to do was pass it
0: in. Nice, yep, all he had to do was nice easy pass into the to the back of the net, and it was there. Fischereal just could do nothing but watch it go by. And it's two 0 And great
1: celebration over in front of the Red Army. Um, again, I asked, I asked Derek what the hand gesture he was making to the fans. What he was giving them? The, yeah, after they had thrown beer at the at them and were giving them the finger. And so he and then he, he also said he blew them a kiss. So, was, you know, I thought, I thought that it's was, it's was a, I thought that very, was a good touch Affectionate,
0: me. very affectionate. Yeah. Uh, so I we're all about it, the
1: love here in Madison.
0: Right? Yep. So. I, 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 uh, 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 it was a, a young person, looked like a kid, giving a finger to our guys during that celebration on TV. Fantastic. Uh, and and Chaney's doing the, you know, the hand of the ear thing. And Derek
1: Chaney? No.
0: <laughs> I <can't> imagine <laughs> what got into him. I don't know why he would do that. <laughs> But a great celebration and a great moment uh, for Jaden and a great moment for the club to, to go up to, 0 you know, that's very really valuable. It turned out to be really, really valuable. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get to. But, um, but I got to tell you, I mean, this team is a, is a grinded out team. We've talked about this before. This is yeah. a team that's going to score one ugly goal and grind it out the rest of the time. And it was very, very nice and helpful to, uh, to, to finish one um, and to, to, get a, to get a lead of, to get ahead by two. Uh, and you and
1: and you felt after that goal too. I mean, because we've had a lot of success, um, in Richmond in, in the past few years. Yeah. Um, after that goal, you just kind of felt the air come out of the stadium, like even on the broadcast, you could feel like they were just like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Jesus Christ, what, the, what is what is with this team? Like you know, <laughs> right? it's just like you know, um, yeah, I, as we know, there are certain teams that just have your number, and for yeah. oh, whatever yeah. reason, it seems like when we're playing in. In that dilapidated city stadium although the back the new but the new end looks very nice I must say mm-hmm. um yeah we we play very well when we go we go to city stadium so
0: uh, yeah uh and when henny's on the line we can we play well
1: as we should
0: as we should um and 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 we did continue we we, we were able to to grind it out uh, without parking the bus, right? We, right? we never we never did park the bus, even after we conceded a goal. Did never park the bus, which is nice. It wasn't until the eighty sixth minute that um that they got back in it that Richmond got back in it. And, and this was because of uh um <laughs> Timmy me, Mel uh, thinking he was I don't know, did he think he was he, had to raise he... his hand to ask a question? <laughs> or was it a was it yeah. was it a, de- a deodorant commercial? Like raise your hand if I, you're sure. So... I don't Oh, what?
1: Okay, Still- I'll give you that. So I'm watching this on my phone at my friend's garden party in Saint Paul. My friend Laurie, uh, who's from London. Okay, okay. okay. So he's he's an Arsenal fans. So he's watching this with me. Uh-huh. We see that happen. We see that happen, and uh, they call it they call the whistle. And, and Lori goes, "My fuck! Did he just raise his hand?" <laughs> and see, I'm just like, we see the replay, and you know, it's just Timmy just
0: turns around, and just puts his hand up. Was he trying to? Why
1: be- I don't know. Um,
0: you're offside or something? I don't.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know. Like I don't. I have to think he thought somebody was was offside, and he was put, putting his hand up. But he was jumping
0: thing. at the time. Like, yeah, it was like it's limited. just I don't
1: know. Like that's just it. Like it's one of those things where now we you 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 alluded to this in when you you brought this up. Um, this is not the first time this has happened to Timmy this season. Where he's had a a moment,
0: momentary lapse,
1: a momentary lapse of judgment. (laughs) Where it's just he does something, you're going, "What are you doing?" And because because ninety percent of the time, probably ninety nine percent of the time, this guy is a rock solid defender. You know, he's a great passer,
0: distributor. His his his. I just looked it up. Ninety four percent passing accuracy. Yeah,
1: I mean, so. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're just like, okay.
0: I mean, but uh, this yeah, is this it was a... Third, this is the third penalty he has conceded this I season. I know.
1: He, so he's got to be leading the league in penalties conceded, right?
0: <laughs> Probably. Two- I mean, that's not how you want him, to be for an got him sent off, And now for this handball, which is insane. Uh, yeah. and, and, and you watched it in real time, you're like, and, and you thought, okay, you got you to just... People were just been hold your hands in. You accidentally get whatever, and you watch it. On, and I watched it on the replay, and watched it like I slowed it down. And he was proactively putting his hand up in the air. It wasn't like out to the side. It was like up, way up over his head, and like you know that there's a ball coming. in. It is a corner kick. It, that's the thing. Yeah. A set play. You're in the box. I you're mean, in so the box. you're in the box. Ball's, I mean, ball's coming. Keep your hands down. <laughs> Keep your arms at your sides. This is know, not happening. Anyway. Remember. I don't so, know,
1: you know it's just all I know is that I was laughing about it on Saturday. yeah, I went, you know, I, I went uh, back to where I was staying on Saturday night and watched it uh, on replay. I started laughing. I woke up on Sunday morning and watched the replay. I started laughing again. Um, and we
0: laughed about it because we already had two goals.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we had the win in the bag. I mean, we so, had it in the uh,
0: bag, we, we, and so we're able yeah. to laugh about it. Um, uh, w- we, we should say though, Dakota Barnathan stepped up to take the penalty, and Byrne went the right way. Byrne got they a hand did. on the penalty. Uh, you know, he 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 wouldn't tell us a secret when we asked him early in the season, but he's he he said he told us he's he knows he's got a way to tell which way guys are going, and yes, yeah. and he ha- had it right this time. And but Barnathan just got it elevated enough and put enough well, one or all-time
1: douche names too, Dakota Barnathan. Right. I mean, yeah.
0: I mean, we. I think we've
1: made fun of the. There's always a name that we make fun of on every team. Yeah. Like you know, like you know, like Dangler is the one we make fun of for North Carolina. You know, we call him <laughs> yeah. Lenny Bird because he looks like the trip the uh, the trailer park <laughs> version of uh, Larry Bird. Um. But like, I, I think Dakota Barnathan has become. The name that we make fun of on uh, on,
0: on Richmond. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, that was it, it. Was kind of all out for Richmond then for the seven minutes of stoppage time, which was a lot. Um, at, at, toward the end, a little
1: of, excessive, I thought. So,
0: yep. Well, they did have the hydration break, and they had
1: right, right.
0: But and they had the penalty, of course, which is always an extra minute or whatever. But there was kind of a lot. Um, but. The good news is, even without really parking the bus, we defended well. They had had one dangerous chance stop stoppage time, but not much. I mean, it it wasn't one of those where we were really clinging the whole time. I did, um, I thought it would be funny just to post a a picture of of myself checking my blood pressure toward the end of the game. My blood pressure was actually really, really elevated.
1: Yeah.
0: 72 over 107 or something like that i scared dr david magnus a little bit (laughs) but half hour after the game was back to normal it was fine but uh but yeah that's what happens when when you're only up by one in stoppage time and richmond's throwing everything forward it it makes us uh makes us all nervous um but we did hang on and and like i said it wasn't a hang on like cling to it it was a solid defensive through stoppage yeah they look good
1: i mean they, uh, it wasn't. It was nowhere near, you know, like uh, you're trying to hang on against North Carolina or anything like that. Where you, you know you right. just a, attack after attack after you know, and, and yeah, yeah, I know I understand we're down a man in North Carolina too, but you were also up two goals in that too, and so right, right, right. Um,
0: and, and we, is, even, so we even had some possession in the midfield and like pushing yeah. forward in, during stoppage time. So yep. uh, again, defended really well without parking the bus, which is great that we have a back line that can be trusted in that matter. You didn't hear
1: about him a whole lot, but I thought Isidro played a re- another really great game. He did. Um, he did. You know, I really thought Isidro, speaking in that midfield, just kind of controlled that midfield with when he had the ball and his movement and just being in the right space and putting the leg in when he needed to. And, uh, yeah, another another solid performance from Isidro.
0: Yeah, which is all you get from him is just solid performances, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of the best uh, i mean you want to say the, the the best midfielders in this league right now i think it's him and Tate robertson yeah i think so too yeah um for lexington which we'll, we'll get to we'll get to lexington in a couple minutes uh talk about a wild one there um yeah. but uh, yeah martinez uh 7.1 on fought mob uh both jaden onan and derek Ebhardt both got 8.0s on fought mob so really good games for them and um and and our friend Dakota barnathan was the only guy with an eight on fought mob for richmond so yeah, really, really, like you said, really pretty dominant performance. Yeah. Uh, even even if possession was you know favored, uh, favored Richmond, um, it, when you can't do anything with your possession, like what the, the, it doesn't matter, right? Right. And that's
1: where you know it's one of those games where it's you know, it's not always about you know what's on paper, you know. So the, sometimes the eyes the eyes don't lie to you, and if you watch that game. You would think it's like Madison is dominating this game
0: and, and Madison hundred percent deserved the the victory and and yep. really like you say just just they really set the tone, set the pace um we're, we're pressing uh in the in our attacking third when we didn't have possession, we were not letting them out, and we weren't letting them do anything in the in the middle third either and um and, and that that press led directly to the first goal um and um I don't know. It's just, and and the other thing I'll mention is not statistically tracked, I don't think, but um, I saw several times they see this repeatedly in many games. And I don't understand why teams do this, but Madison does this really, this thing where they um, operate in a really tight space on one side of the field and and short little ticky tacky, almost like ticky tacky passes, uh, usually on our left. And the other team just drifts over there. And yep. suddenly, this big switch, and Stephen Payne is standing there on six and a half acres yeah. by himself on yeah. the right. Yeah. It's just it keeps happening, and I don't you know did, why. Keep you doing just kind that. of
1: lull them to sleep, almost, you know. And right? yeah, and, yeah. Then, and
0: then when it's time to go, it's time to go, and uh, um, and, and you catch them flat-footed, and it's just that that the, the way Matt has has trained this, these guys to use that extra body in the midfield, it's just been it's been a really a beautiful thing to watch for soccer nerds yeah
1: I agree yeah I agree um
0: so um the last thing I'll mention is is the 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 what this victory represents in terms of resilience and heart and mentality you know to to that that 4-1 loss to Tormenta could have been the beginning of the end yeah did follow that up with a game you should have won that was a draw yep um and and I was very heartened after that match when Matt said, Was you know, as it's a disappointing result, frankly, to, to not win that match. Um, and Matt get you know, getting the red card and everything like that. But he said this response was brilliant and he was very positive about it, yeah. so that you know, you knew that everything's gonna be fine. And then to come back to go on the road to Richmond, the first of three games in a week, and to, to get a very a convincing win that was either the score was closer than the game was, honestly. Um, Agreed. Agreed. I think this. We're in a good position, um, and we now turn on Wednesday. We host Chattanooga, uh, wooden spoon contender that we ought to be able to beat, but la- we didn't last time they came to town. <laughs> so um, I will not be at that match. So you're you're in charge, Grant. Don't screw it up. Okay, uh, got it. And, uh, <laughs> oh boy.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: and then Saturday next week we host Knoxville, another another team we'd expect to beat. Um, we'll be there. Uh, it, that's our whole uh, Madison 365 sixty five team is all doing our company outing at the match. So come see us in section one two if you want. Um, so I, I feel like both of those are winnable. What do you? you I mean, are we going to get six points out of these next two? Do you think?
1: Personally, I think yeah. I think that uh, I think I know the guys are looking at that are these two games and knowing that they want six. Um, yeah. And I think that you know this is a good. This is one of those great breakdowns in the schedule where, yeah, you've got um, three games in a week, um, but you've already won the t- the toughest one. And now yeah. you've got you've got two that you should win. I mean, you come out of this week with nine points, that's that's going to pretty much solidify um, yeah, right. a, a, your spot in, in the playoffs. Um, I don't think it's you know, I don't think it'll officially lock you in, but, no, but you it's going very make really difficult for you not to make it.
0: And so, you very, very good headed towards September with nine points in the bag from this week, because the rest of the season is much more normal Saturday games.
1: Right. Like, and so the this is like the, I think the last little I want to look mm-hmm. at the schedule this is like the last little kind of complicated stretch we have scheduling wise. And so, yep. yeah, I mean, even if you get out of this with seven points, um, I think it's yeah. still, oh, yeah. yep. you know, that's, still, you know, that's still great. And so yep. um, that's probably the goal is seven points at the least. That was probably the goal when they started this was to get seven points. And so, yeah, you know, it's, if you get nine, I think that that closes. I think the best thing about that is not only is it solidify your spot for the playoffs, but it also kind of, I think, gets you closer and closer to clinching that home playoff game spot, which is I think all of us in Madison want. So
0: we've been waiting five years for that. So let's, uh, we'll get to the table, but let's talk about what else happened in the league uh, this week Um, on Wednesday, this past week. Uh, Omaha gets a 2-0 win over Lexington. The Owls mm-hmm. uh, get goals from Steven Dos Santos in the first half and J.P. Skierson in the second take all three points at home. Then on Saturday, the entire league was was in action again. Uh, it's uh, Greenville 3-2 over Charlotte. Uh, Dane Kelly opened the scoring early in this one. Greenville got two two back, both in first half stoppage time, both from Leo Castro which was a wild couple of minutes. And then Gabriel Oberton levels it for Charlotte just at the beginning of the second half. Then uh, Eric Walker wins it for Greenville with a penalty late in this one in the 86th minute. Uh, down in Statesboro, North Carolina comes in and beats Tormenta three to two Kingsford. Jay scored early for Tormenta. Then late uh, in the first half, Rafa Bensigan gets a penalty brace, two scores from the spot, seven minutes apart between those two. Cause I Sterling did score one for Tormenta, uh, but then Olex uh, Anderson wins it for North Carolina with just a little dribbler of a goal in the 75th minute. Uh, Omaha gets another win, this time against Knoxville, 3-1. to one. Omaha got one from Joseph Brito in the 26th. Then um, Angelo Rosales-Kelly for Knoxville picked up a second yellow card just after halftime, and uh, Knoxville just couldn't hang being down a man. So Omaha got goals from Connor Doyle, and then one more from Giovanni Willis Deep in established time, Knoxville did get a consolation goal at the very end, but didn't matter. Uh, in the battle for the wooden spoon, Fuego and Chattanooga tie 1-1. Uh, Central Valley got um, Manuel Madrid own goal. but Then Red Wolves got established time equalizer from Mensa. The wildest game. Did you see this one? Lexington this one North Carolina. Was wild.
1: Yeah, This well, is
0: the yeah, was... game of the year. To give a hat tip to walking 90 guys, but um Atas Diouf gets a hat trick, first hat trick in Lexington's history. It's Lexington's first ever road win and probably the biggest win of their young uh, history. Um, they uh, uh, – Diouf opened the scoring. Uh, Atis Diouf opens it in the fourth minute, but then Northern Colorado get three unanswered, two from golden boot leader Trevor Amman, who also hit the post twice, by the way. Yep. Uh, but yep. he scored two, and then uh, just after halftime, Billy King added a third. So it was uh, three to one. Then um At did get one back. but and then another one. He got another one. did you I've never seen this, But he scored, um but on its way through, it took a deflection off of a Northern Colorado hand. So they took the goal off the board because any handball has to be an immediate stop of play. So even though it went in for Lexington and a Northern Colorado handball, it was waved off. But no bother. So they just set it up as a free kick outside the box, and they scored the free kick. So <laughs> it worked out. Um, so that leveled it, and then uh, Otis Duf had got his third uh, five minutes into stoppage time. But so that was a wild – So Lexington goes to Northern Colorado, wins four to three, gives Northern Colorado their third straight loss, uh, and knocks them out of first place basically with North, North Carolina winning. But maybe the coolest thing about this match is Urban Parr came back. Yeah, that was very um, cool and uh, he came in as a substitute. Um, he's looks like he's gained about 20 pounds since the last time we saw him. Like he was looking very gaunt when he was going through chemotherapy. Yep. In the um, but he looks like he's back to himself and um, looking really healthy. So that was really great to see. Um, so after all of that, the top of the table has become very crowded again. Madison's in fifth, but... North Carolina is on top of 37 points. Northern Colorado in second with 35. Both of them have a game in hand on us. Mm-hmm. Okay, Omaha's in third with 34. Charlotte is tied with us at 33 points. We have games in hand on both Omaha and Charlotte. So then Greenville runs out of the top six with 32 points. So there are five points between first and sixth, but then between sixth and seventh, there's six points. So the top is very tight, but then there's a little bit of a gap to, toward the bottom half of the table,
1: which kind of goes at, into what we were saying earlier about yeah. these two games. I mean, if you win these two games coming up, you're yep. you, you you further that, that that gap because those these games are against those teams that are below that line.
0: Right. Exactly. So, right, exactly. It, yeah. So you'll you, help that separation and keep moving up. We are. If you look at points per match, we're in third. Uh, and it looks right now like about 50 points is going to be the cutoff, and we are on pace to be in the mid-50s. So we should be in contention, at least, if we keep this form. We should be in contention for a home playoff game, which would be pretty damn cool. Yep. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, guys. Uh, so um, another big, uh, big result in Richmond, the Henny stays with us uh they're coming up here in a month or so i think um but regardless of that result we've already beat them twice so we get to keep the henny and uh it's one of the, and and we will mention the uh espn guys did a much better job this time of uh, uh sam gofar uh much more research actually talked with Kyle and Elliot about the henny yeah. i thought nice i thought that. they
1: did a, i thought they did a great job to be honest with you um yeah, they uh yeah, it, but then again, compared to the last guy that did that announced the Henny Derby, the bar is pretty low. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I was low, uh, but at least whoever makes these assignments figured out like, okay, this is the marquee match of the weekend. Let's give this to the our a good commentator, uh, which is nice to see. And, and and we also should mention, just for good form, that the officiating of this match was pretty decent. I yeah, I did. there
1: was there's a there's lot a- of moments where I like I looked at the game and was like, oh yeah, that's him. No, I mean. My my utterances of sir were a minimum in this game.
0: <laughs> and yeah, so, we, we just didn't talk about it much. There was a couple times when, when Richmond would thought it was supposed to be a corner when it was a goal kick or something like that, but yeah. those are but whatever, you know, there's nothing terribly controversial. You can't complain about the penalty. Uh so you know, nice job to the referee. So uh, I'm still laugh
1: I still laugh about it. I just think about it. I start laughing. Puts his hand up. I'm just <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you doing to me? Uh, oh, maybe we should set a bet a proxy bet of the over under of the number of penalties Timmy Mel will oh, uh <laughs> concede by the end of the season. Uh, we're lucky he's a good defender when he's not making those brief, oh, he's laps. a great
1: dude, too. Like, he's a really yeah. good dude. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so yes. yeah, a Great, great signing, a great addition to that back line. Oh, you know. just uh, uh, inexplicable flailing of the arm there that we can laugh about now because it all worked out in the end. Oh, uh, Talking Flock is a production of the Soda Soccer Network produced by Jeremy Rush hosted by me Rob Chapel, and this week by Grant Peters. Grant, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you much
1: and everyone be easy tonight. So,
0: And uh, uh, tune in tomorrow on Wednesday morning. We'll have uh, our interview with Nizzy Bartman. You'll definitely want to listen to that. And uh, we'll see you in the stadium Wednesday and Saturday.